Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan, Amy Ever After. Hello. And Andrew Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire, who's back Hello. in the studio. Back in the studio. Yay. Been here for a while. On a gloomy, gloomy day. It is a gloomy day, but that's okay. It's nice in the studio. Uh, today on the show, we have a special guest. We have Randy Zuckerberg joining us. She, We are going to talk to her about a new endeavor that's a... I would say a new extension of something she's been working on for a while, which is Dot. We're going to jump in with her, and then we're going to have our Bites of the Week. So we're doing an extra long special segment with our guest today. And she's here in the studio with us. Hi, Randy. Hi, this is so fun. I feel like I got introduced to the cool moms club (laughs) sitting here. So thank you. I love it. Randy, you're like serious OG curl girl, cool girl because <laughs> yeah. you are, you're the founder of Zuckerberg Media, you're the creator of Dot, which is really what we're going to focus on today, and for people who don't know, I don't know where you've been, but Dot is really, it's a new show on Sprout, which is lovely, but she started out as a book, yes. right, and a character you've created now for a while. It's, uh, it's funny, so I was writing a business book called Dot Complicated about my time in Silicon Valley. I loved working in Silicon Valley. I was there for a decade. I worked at Facebook and from the early days through IPO. And um, one thing, though, that I couldn't, I had this nagging feeling all the time of where are the women? And um, it, it made me feel complicated because on one hand, I loved what I did. On the other hand, I just I felt so bad to be part of this industry that there were so few women. And so after I left Facebook, I sat down to write a business book to try to encourage more women to go into business and technology. While I was writing that book, though, all of the data showed that by the time women are reading the book, it's too late. Right. that you need to focus on girls. So I went back to my publisher and said, okay, I will finish this book, but you have to also let me write a children's book for girls about a super tech-savvy little girl. So that's how Dot was born. I released Dot Complicated and Dot on the same day. <laughs> and Dot is my super tech-savvy, blue, curly-haired, spunky <laughs> little girl who's just having all these great adventures with tech with her friends. So what I love about Dot is that you started as a book. So super accessible, you know, you sit down, these girls can sort of follow Dot, and boys, I should say. Yes. Um, But, you know, follow her adventures, and she was such a natural for her own TV show, (laughs) right? Um, So it's so lovely that that kids can sort of do both, like get introduced to Dot either through the book or now through the TV show and vice versa, and have this, I think, more like a real relationship with her and then be able to see what being tech savvy means beyond just watching a lot of YouTube videos, right? Totally. <laughs> and I think when we create, when we turned the book into a show, there were a few things we really wanted to do. First of all, we introduced some great male characters too. So there's awesome girls and boys in Dot. It's a show that everyone can relate to. Um, but B, I really wanted it to be a show for both kids and parents. I think a lot of the reason that young girls are not introduced to tech is because 
parents feel overwhelmed by it. And um, parents, when they think about children in tech, they think about a kid on a sofa glued to an iPad. That's the only image that comes Mm -hmm. to their mind of kids in tech. But there are so many ways to introduce little girls to technology or boys that don't involve just gluing a kid to a screen. And that was a real goal of Dot to show, okay, we have 52 episodes of the show. We're going to show 52 ways that you can get your kids excited about technology without ever just sitting on a couch staring at a screen. So let's talk about that. Like, what is a first way for a kid to be introduced, a girl? Well, gosh, there's so many toys and gadgets that I love. In our own house, we actually, we have very little screen time for my two children. I have two sons, which I know is very ironic considering that all the content I do is like, girls, girls. But it's okay. I'm raising two little feminists, which is awesome. Um, So there are a lot of great toys and gadgets that I love. I mean, I even love... Blocks, things that teach basic engineering concepts. My sons have a little robot called Dash that we mm-hmm, program. Dash. They have the Fisher Price Coda Pillar. We have um, this game called the Cubetto, where by moving blocks, it makes this little robot circuit board light up. So there are so many fun ways to uh, to create things with your hands and teach the basic building blocks of logic, coding, engineering mm-hmm. without that iPad. Now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a real mom. I live in the real world. Like, sometimes you got to stick your kid in front of an iPad for 10 minutes (laughs) so that you can get some stuff done. Like, I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and say, don't do that. Um, And but I think there's so many great ways to to get that creativity and excitement. And in Dot, we have the kids. They're flying drones. They're building robots. They're doing all of these fun experiments. They don't always go well. Nothing always goes well, and uh, sometimes they have to unplug and rely on their own creativity to fix the situation. But I think that's the nature of being a modern child. Yeah. But isn't that all, well? So a couple of things because you're just you're bringing up so many things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, I did read Doc Complicated when it came out um, because I think we chatted about it a few years ago. But I thought it was a great. I thought it was a really great view on what was happening at that time, which is why. I so love what you're doing with Dot and Thank teaching you. kids how to bring this experience. And you know, I do a lot of writing about tech hiring and, and, and what it takes to work in this field today. And so many people say it's about being not afraid to fail. Yes. And being able to step in and use your own creativity and ingenuity when you do fail. Uh-huh. And that's what you just said. I mean, you're teaching kids with these with these gadgets that are not just iPads how to try. If you fail, it's okay, and it's a wonderful thing. So, you know, I was just down in D.C. where I went to the Air and Space uh, airplane hangar. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's an amazing place. And it happened to be doing this, um, st- they called it Women in Space, but it was STEM Day. How cool. And what they did was at every, you know, they have the space shuttle and the Enola Gay and all these cool things, but they showed the woman astronaut who was involved with her Girl Scout picture. Oh. And it was a way of showing, like, look at these women, what they did as little girls, you know, Dot's age, and what they became. So my question to you, after going on all this, is you talk about parents being so afraid of the iPad. How do we get parents to not think about technology as, no, I don't want them to use technology, it's just a babysitter, and to really think of it as a way to hey, here's what you can do in the real world with these skills. It's a great question because if parents don't introduce their kids, especially girls, to tech, it's just, it's such a missed opportunity. So 
I think the big thing is we have to teach parents to distinguish between screen time and tech time. Right mm-hmm. now, I think most parents think of those things as the same. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you say the word technology, parents, especially moms, immediately go to a place of guilt. Oh, I'm a bad mom if I give the iPhone. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm anxious. I'm not doing something right. So I think we need to separate out screen time and tech time. Um, you can introduce your children to technology in a way that never even requires a screen. When you are consciously doing screen time, A, it's okay, but B, there are ways to have screen time that are educational, that are creative, that that aren't just using a device as a babysitter. So I think um, we need to do a little more educating of parents between Mm -hmm. the difference between those two things and getting them to, to think kind of actively about tech time versus passively about screen time. It's interesting because I think, you know, we talked a little bit about before the show about what happens to girls when mm-hmm. they hit middle school. There's a big drop off. Right. Yes. And then high school. Forget it. And then the ones who stick through with STEM um, either get have a really rough time in college sometimes because mm-hmm. they may be one of what it's gone from like 20 percent to 13 percent of computer science majors yeah. now are women, which has dropped since the 80s is crazy. You'd think it would have been the opposite. Um, And then once they get into tech, they find this sort of bro culture that's really antithetical to Mm -hmm. to being respected and being woman and just, you know, where you felt like it was going to be this big meritocracy could be about how good of an engineer you are, how well you code. And that's not what's happening. So I wonder because some of our listeners have little kids, but some of them have. We have a lot of listeners with tweens and teens. And their big concern, right, is always social media. Mm-hmm. Forget, like, tech and building tech isn't even in the equation. You're no longer guilty about screen time. And now it's, oh, my God, what is my girl doing on That's Instagram right. where she's being bullied on Instagram or she's being left out on Snapchat or whatever yes. it is. Where do you think that we can help parents kind of encourage their girls to be creators, to be mm. coders, to not just be the passive consumers of especially social media and like totally. stay with it and get in there. Those are great questions. Well, first of all, I love girls playing games like Minecraft. I love that mm-hmm. because um, I think if you have a daughter who's who's playing games like that, don't try to stifle it. Encourage it because that is a gateway drug to learning how to code. Um, <laughs> when it comes to social media, I my gut, I always encourage parents to steer their children towards sites that don't allow anonymity. I think mm-hmm. anonymity. I'm so yep. anti anonymity online. Like n- I know that there's, you know, there are those fringe cases that people need anonymity, um, but 99% of the time, you should be accountable for what you say. And um, I think especially with young kids who don't have thick skin like we do, who aren't equipped to really, you know, to hear people. You hide behind a screen when you have anonymity and you just say hateful things that you would never say if your name was attached to it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like um, social media sites that encourage people to use their real name, especially when you're dealing with, um, you know, tweens and teens. Yeah. No, that's a good point. There was an interesting article recently by John Pavlovitz, I think. Did you guys see this? About kids and privacy and teens and privacy. I hated that article. Yeah, I hated <laughs> I hated it too. I, I hated it too. The article, just to sum it up broadly, was don't let your teen have any privacy. Because privacy for them now is not what it was for us when we were kids. And I really hated that because that's not a solution. The solution is to help them cope and teach them how to deal with it. Not to say you can never be alone with your right. phone. 
Yeah, I mean, like we had, I don't know if you guys had it, I had like one of those locked diaries yes. with the key when I was a teenager. Like, I loved, I mean, yep. I, you need a private yep. space mm-hmm. to talk about your feelings. I think that's that's very natural. And, uh, you know, I think as a parent, the best thing you can do is have open dialogue and then kind of trust your children. Like you were saying before, let them fail a little bit. You know, let them make some mistakes and learn what that feels like. Well, and it's also about paying attention. You give them the privacy, but you don't disconnect because just this week, a massacre was prevented in a high school because the dad got suspicious Mm -hmm. and read his daughter's diary and found that she had been planning this huge thing for April. So, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh my gosh, yeah. She had the weapons. She had everything. Um, So, it's not about wow. just leaving them alone. You still have to look for clues and see how they're doing. But you have to still teach them how to be alone and deal with this yes. stuff. The other thing that I, I like to look positively about at social media is that we're children are learning to be such incredible storytellers. Mm-hmm. I never knew how, when I was that age, how to edit photos, create mm. videos, tell a story, you know, do all, half the kind of creative things that these teenagers are doing on some of these sites musically where they're making uh, music yeah. videos and doing all kinds of things. So, and I mean, and those skills in design and, you know, and those softer tech skills are going to be so important in their careers later on too. So I think, um, you know, there's there's two sides to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I even see one of my daughters is at a STEM high school, and it's interesting to even see in a place like that. And it's only thirty percent girls, and it's seventy percent boys, and there's just nothing they can do about it. But even there, the the girls don't want to be in the like coding club. It's mm-hmm. it's like an it's an interesting, interesting. thing. Is it like yeah. a stigma? Do they feel like it's still boys. And some of the STEM high schools will have a separate girls robotics club. Like, it's really interesting that even in those areas where you'd think that it would all be... And the girls, I think, actually do better academically at the high school, yeah, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, but it, they still, it's still some, a weird self-selecting thing. When, you, when kids are allowed to do that, the girls don't gravitate towards mm-hmm. that necessarily. Um, that's, that's where I think pop culture plays into such an important yes. role. And so that's why, actually, I was so thrilled um, to to collaborate with Sprout and to work on Dot. Because I think, you know, we we already talked about in the home what you can do as parents. You know, you just touched on schools. Yeah. And then the third frontier that we have to tackle is the media. Because when you really look out there at all the TV shows and Anytime there's a scientist, a an engineer or something, it's always a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when I looked at children's shows and shows for tweens, there are so few shows that depict smart, savvy, entrepreneurial girls. Right. And I think that's something, you know, you know, Dot is one show. There needs to be a hundred more shows like Dot that are out there for all age groups, but you have to make it cool. And, right. and mm-hmm. for someone who no longer has a small child. Tell me what Sprout is, what the the actual channel that Dot is on. Sprout is a content for for preschool children um, and early elementary as well. It's uh, owned by NBC. And uh, oh my gosh, Sprout's so awesome. I have a a two-year-old and a six-year-old who both just kind of grew up watching Sprout because the content, I think, is really educational alongside of being So it's kind of like parents can feel comfortable, yes. you know, they're not just putting their kid in front yeah, of the yeah, TV yeah. and That's okay. right. You know, it is it's not there are some uh children's stations out there that I'm not going to name that I think are kind <laughs> of like 
junk food for children yes. and uh, and Sprout is like you're delicious awesome uh, you know you're sneaking the veggies yes in. you're sneaking <laughs> you're sneaking the veggies oh, into Brussels a delicious sprouts. dish that's, that's right but the kids so, don't know they don't know so that's why I mean we, my kids watched Sprout even before Dot was even a concept yeah. on there so, so you must was, have been so excited to have Dot on oh, Sprout I have become hero mom in our household <laughs> I was able to take my son to meet Chica, one of the characters oh, on the favorite. Chica show. Like we Chica. we got to be on the Chica show. Like take that's your kid big. to work day is really popular oh, in our house. God. They got to go to the you know the opening uh, the opening party for Dot where we had milkshakes. I oh, mean, so I have been seriously elevated to hero mom in our house that's having awesome. a so see your t- boys are show. learning what women can do yes. they are yes, right. yeah and nothing will change right until men change yes like, that's exactly the truth. like women can be beat down that door as long as they want but until the boys are like so then yeah, randy's right. sons will be more respectful of women in the workplace because mm. they saw their mother they'll do just that. expect mm. it yeah that's right. It's yeah. funny. I actually, um, I just came out with a new children's book uh, called Missy President about a little girl who becomes the president. And the dedication in there is to my sons, Asher and Simi, and to all the awesome women they'll work for. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, I know Dot just won a big award at Kids Screen, which for our general audience um, is a very big children's media conference slash summit um, and like everyone in the industry is there Thank so you just you. won that big award and I love that because I think it'll help inspire other people to create shows like this I hope so I mean the, first of all that was it was such an honor to be I mean this is my first children's show I've ever helped create and uh the thing that's so wonderful about that award is that it's voted on by the executives in the industry. So it's voted on by all of the the folks from the different children's broadcasters. Um, so to go up there and receive the the trophy for best new preschool series was just such an incredible moment. But I, I hope that's right. I hope that other networks are out there saying, okay, oh, wow, you can create a show with a starring girl character about technology that's entertaining and fun and also teaches. Maybe we should have a few shows like that, too. Right. Maybe they don't all have to be aspiring pop stars. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but who was it that told us, remember, Rebecca, we were at the um, up in Boston? At Sandbox and, Summit. At Sandbox Summit. And someone said, oh, it was the Android show, that every time they, try, they tried to promote a show yeah. with a girl as the hero, the networks didn't want it. Yeah. Because they, they said a girl, a girl is fine watching a girl or a boy, but a boy is not okay watching a girl. Right. And we said, what about Frozen, which is now the highest grossing yeah. yeah. And they were like, they say that's an anomaly. And I'm like, that's... Like, but then maybe Buffy? we just need to teach <laughs> boys that this is cool and it's okay and right. you should relate to it because this is yeah. life. Absolutely, I think absolutely. You know, it's going to take some time to pivot, and I think also that's where advertisers need to step up too. Because mm-hmm. um, if advertisers say we're going to put our money next right. to content that features strong girls, then that's what the networks are going to create. So I think um, this, you know, that's a good point. A, that's a really good point. Yeah, brands need to put their money where their yeah. mouth is, also, and parents too, to not mm-hmm. um, yeah. stigmatize those shows for their boys. That's yeah. right. To not say, you know, to not call things girl shows and boy shows. Just right. turn them on. Just like toys. Not yeah. say girls toys and boy toys. Right. That's right. Um, and so that's why, you know, with Dot, I think it's, we, we've introduced some awesome male characters, too. She has Hal, who's her sidekick, her best friend. But it is a show driven by a girl character. Mm-hmm. And that was really important to me that it stayed that way. Will Dot grow up? 
That's a great question. <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure. Dot right now is nine years old um, or eight years old. Oh my somewhere. god! Don't grow up. So no, no, it worked for the Simpsons. <laughs> I, don't that's grow what I'm up. wondering. You know, it's it's a pretty magical age, eight yes. nine, because you can do a lot. Where young kids aspire to it, mm-hmm. but we don't have to tackle all those issues of social media and right. internet yet. So we can really show that sweet spot. Um, I think you know. Whether it's Dot or creating another show or other content, I definitely want to get into that tween teen space. I think yeah. it's really important to tackle cyberbullying and and some of those bigger issues. Um, and uh, you know, we might start to touch on some of that with Dot in a way. But right now, I think it's just with young kids, you just want to get them excited. You just yes. want to show them the fun and. Uh, I want to get parents excited about the fun. I don't want to, you know, cripple them with fear about everything that could go wrong with tech just yet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the key is just letting them know that there's a way into it. That you don't have to have a ton of money. You don't have to have a special class your kid is taking. That's right. There are all these easy, accessible ways in. That's right. Everything Dot does mostly is around her dog scratch like she wants to make her dog's life better and that's why she builds half the things she builds like that's why she tries to build a robot friend because scratch is lonely when she goes to school and she tries to like 3d print dog bones because she wants (laughs) scratch to be happy like so almost everything that we do in the show is a stuff that could be done today um we had one episode that we almost shelved because it felt too fantastical we created a year ago and the kid go outside they put on these glasses and these mythical creatures pop up and uh, you have to catch them for points and we were like that's way too crazy that would never happen we should not we should just cancel that episode and then Pokemon Go came out and we were like wait a minute hey. I don't think we're so crazy after all and we so, should have just made that that's right we should have patented all of the yeah. ideas in our scripts obviously um, so it's also really fun to be playing on the cutting edge of technology yeah. too and showing these kids engaging with 3D printing and mixed reality and all of these really fun things, but in a way that's so approachable and accessible to even people who know nothing about technology. And it's funny because for kids, that's just their world. Yeah. Right? That doesn't seem weird or fantastical. It seems possible and something they want to engage in. Totally. And kids, they don't say, oh, now I'm going to have tech time and now I'm not. Like, they don't see that. And in that episode with the space squids, we call it, like, Dot's also having to go inside and practice her cello for school. And, you know, she, she seamlessly goes back and forth between those two worlds of playing this virtual reality game and then going and practicing her cello. And I think that's... I just really wanted to make a show that was reflective of modern childhood and what that looks like. But that's That's so true because it goes back to what you said about parents and screen time and tech time. And parents have to stop looking at it as tech time. Oh, you got to play with technology for an hour. Now it's time to do the real life stuff. It has to be just part of life. That's right. Especially since in schools, so many teachers mm-hmm. are giving assignments on computers that um, it's actually it's really hard to delineate, okay, when does your child have to be on a computer and when are they on it for fun? And it's it's getting harder and harder to, uh, to tell those two things apart. I'm always a fan of kind of creating an allowance for screen time with your children, yeah. just like you'd give a monetary allowance. And that way, 
you know, let's say they have four hours a week, they can uh, blow that all in one evening if they want, or they can <laughs> spread it out and, and budget it through the week. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of doing that so that you're not the bad guy. Do you use any technology to keep track of that time? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm you curious. Know, I have young <laughs> children, so they're really not spending that much time on devices. And if they are, it's mostly because mom needs a he break. Needs <laughs> <laughs> like, you need yeah. to say, like, mom needs to have a glass of wine at a restaurant, so you're going to sit with this iPad. Um, again, I live in the real world. Right, with everyone. Um, but I, I've definitely been researching a bunch of apps that allow you, you know, that give you a breakdown of exactly what kinds of sites your children are spending their minutes mm-hmm. on. So you can kind of get a weekly breakdown of, okay, you know, your, your child spent X many hours on social media this week and X many minutes on this and this. And then that way you can sit down with your kid armed with data (laughs) and have a conversation with them about how and where they're spending their time. Yeah, Yeah, because my daughter looks exactly the same behind the screen, whether she's using this flashcard program that she uses to study for school Mm -hmm. or if she's watching a movie. That's so, right. Yeah, it's nice to be able to or see what they're doing. tasty videos. All my daughters watch is tasty videos. Tasty videos. It's <laughs> <laughs> all they want. Okay. Well, Fiona's I mean, get awesome. them to start cooking. <laughs> Fiona's obsessed with Grace and Frankie, which is a whole other conversation. Oh, no, Wait, she's I just 12. need to say about Amy's kids, okay? I mean, honestly, I, you know, I probably still don't know how to edit my own video, right, if I shot my own video. You know, I can change your hard drive, but I can't edit a video. So Amy posted something on her Facebook. Your son had a project to do. He had to make a video. He had to make a video of him making a recipe and he had to narrate what he was doing in Italian. I mean, how cool is that? And his sister shot and edited the video for him. I mean, that is so cool. Like, when I hear that, I mean, that is... Isn't that awesome? That is just an incredible use of technology. They're, these kids are learning how to be creative. They're learning grit, entrepreneurial skills. Public speaking. And yes. learning how to work together as siblings, which was the biggest part of it, because I was completely... Did he pay her? He paid her a dollar. <laughs> paid her awesome. one dollar. That's, That's awesome. Such and the it, younger sister going great. so <laughs> funny, because when he thought that it was done and that he liked it, he gave her the dollar, and then he wanted her to change something, Uh-oh, and she said and it was too late, extra. and he grabbed the dollar back, <gasps> and there's this whole fight over, like, when it's done, when do I get the money? Well, she needs to know in her contract yeah. that exactly. if he wants an edit, it's an additional right. dollar. Exactly. And they right. had, exactly. they that's going to teach her negotiating scope creep, skills. Scope creep. Yeah, that's, that's right. called startup yeah. skills. No, that's that's a great <laughs> example of just when when you leave a kid alone and let them learn. My daughter wanted to learn how to edit. Yep. She does this stuff all by herself. If she's stuck on something, it kills her to come to me to ask a question. But she'll come to me and I'll get her over a hard part. But I had nothing to do with that video. They did them. They did it themselves. And I love the, that. the proof is that I would have move the dirty dishes out of the frame (laughs) had I had anything to do with it. And it's so hard for me as someone who edits video a lot to not step in when I was watching her in the final because she showed it to us right before she thought she was done and it was so hard to not go okay let me show you how to fix this and this and this and (laughs) not my project you just have to back off and let them learn and let them own what they're doing it's hard I love that because like we were saying in the beginning parents immediately go to a place of fear and guilt and anxiety and tech Oh, privacy, bullying, this. and But there's so many examples of what you just said with your children doing incredible projects. And so I just, you know, I think about that every day. How do we get parents to move away from only fear to thinking about all the amazing things that yeah. the children Well, it's no do. different than anything else yeah. that, they're, that they're helicoptering about. That's you know, right. sometimes you just have to, you have to be close enough to make sure that nothing mm-hmm. disastrous happens, but you do have to step back enough to let them make their own mistakes. 
mistakes and what learn we call how to do lifeguarding? it. Lifeguarding. Life, lifeguarding. That, that seems yeah. like a good yeah. term for it. Right. I like it. Yeah. I like lifeguarding without a drone. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> Don't jump in until they're drowning. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, a good place to start is dot. That would yep. be if your kids are little and you want to start to segue them into thinking about tech positively and yourself. <laughs> start with Dot um, on Sprout and also the books, which Thank is you. lovely. And we are so happy to have you today, Randy. You're going to stick around. We'll do our bites yeah, of the week. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Randy's going to be back with a recommendation too, so that's going to be good. We put her on the spot, <laughs> and we'll have links to everything we talked about today. We'll have links to the show mm-hmm. and the books and Missy President book, also all of it. All of it. And we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, we are back with our Bites of the Week. And as always, Amy's first. Yes, even when we have a guest, (laughs) I'm still first. Um, So we talk a lot about uh, on the show about how disorganized I am and how bad I am at follow through. And one of the things that I've been working on is actually doing the things that I put in my calendar. Like there are things that I've had in my calendar to do daily or weekly or monthly that I've never actually done and they've been in the calendar for years. And I just keep oh, like God. seeing them do every day and not them? doing them. Well, they're they're repeated. Oh, they're to-do you know, lists forever. Oh. So and, and they just they sit there and I ignore them. <laughs> and yeah, Andrew's holding up a piece of paper. I don't to-do do paper. List. Paper does not work for me. It would, get, it would get lost and I can't read what I've written and it's, it's a disaster. Um, so a few weeks ago, I started using an app called Habit Hub. I had to get all of that stuff off of my calendar because it just wasn't working. Scheduling blocks of things works great on the calendar, but not not those kinds of to-do things. So what Habit Hub do, does is it lets you set up something like, I've had plantar fasciitis for a year and a half because I'm really bad about doing the exercises that I'm supposed to do to cure it. So I have those two exercises as habits. I have to do one of them three times a day, every day. Three I, times a day. It's, wow, it takes like three minutes, oh, and the other one, and the, <laughs> and the other, much. and then the other one is twice a day, and it takes about six minutes. And so those are now habits on Habit Hub. And each time I do one, I can mark it off on the app, and then if I do it two days in a row, it makes a little chain. So you get this visual of trying to make this long chain of meeting your habit, of doing your habit, and then you can set up goals for yourself so that if you do it for a certain like you know if you make the chain for a certain length of time you get a reward it's i don't know there's something in my brain it's making this work in a way that that just being able to like check it off on the calendar didn't so it's called habit hub it's for android right now they said that ios is coming soon we'll put a link to it on the site all right cool we're going to check in with you and see how those exercises I can, I can show you my chains <laughs> on the app. <laughs> All right, Andrea. All right. So back to my house. So for those of you who I haven't said this a thousand times, we moved six months ago, downsized. And, and I'm things trying, immediately started falling apart. <laughs> not even going there. But things are on the upside again. Thank Good. you very much. So now I'm putting in all my smart stuff, right? Um, I've got my smart lights in. I've got my cool. smart um, door lock. My son was visiting, and I said to him, oh, just tap the door, you know, and, and uh, it'll unlock. And he says, oh, great security, Mom. Anyone can get in. And I'm like, duh. It has to have my phone with it. Um, but anyway, so we're doing lights now. My husband has uh, done the tile backsplash in my kitchen by himself and I wanted under cabinet lights and I did a lot of research on this because 
you know, now there's there's Lutron, there's Philips, there's uh, there's the Wemo. There's like all the problem with IoT devices is that they just don't all talk to each other, mm-hmm. and so you've got to get the ones that kind of play. But I really wanted a certain kind of lights that I could change the color. So this past week we mm-hmm. installed the Hue Philip the Philips Hue Light Strip Plus which just goes under my cabinets. I can change it to 80,000 different colors of you know, white lights or yellow so cool. lights or purple lights or whatever. Um, but the coolest thing of all is I already had hue bulbs in various lamps in my house that I could control with my app. Now I can group them all so that either when I walk in the front door, mm. everything will go on, or just the lights. And the coolest integration that I love more than anything is I can just say, Alexa, <laughs> turn on the kitchen cabinet lights. Anything Alexa can and do And Alexa, we've good. talked about Alexa a thousand times, and I will be for the next couple of weeks. You know, all those hubs, who has room for this hub Nobody, and that hub? Right? And my, my right. you know, router has no more ports to plug into it. Alexa makes it all work. You just enable the skill, and it works. Lutron, uh, Hue does have a, a hub to put everything together, but now I can use Alexa and just group. Turn on the living room lights, turn on the kitchen lights, as long as you remember the name. So my husband's problem is he can't remember <laughs> what we call them. And I have to say, remember that it's cabinets. But anyway, so that's my thing this week. The Hue Light Strip Plus, if you need under cabinet lights, it works with Alexa and it looks so pretty. This is you, how the robot overlords I know. began. <laughs> when the Amazon server goes down again, you and know you're in that the dark, I will not like be able to turn out, on my lights. My door, that's my right. garage. Do you know what I have under my cabinets? For what? I have fluorescent strip lights. Oh. Yeah. I oh. need to replace those with I, that. Well, and I but here's the other great thing: we didn't ha- we didn't order enough, and we needed just a shorter strip. And mm-hmm. just I just I went on Amazon, and you can buy the what additional. Did you just ask Alexa to order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alexa, what do you think I need? That's right. How many, how many feet do I need? So you can add little add-ons, and they just go together. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, I need that's to do awesome. That. That's great. All right, Randy. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking I need to need strip lights for my cabinets. <laughs> but um, I I want to recommend a bro- a new Broadway show or a new-ish Broadway show. It's called Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, um, I and, saw that. Uh, I I want to give a disclaimer I saw it off Broadway I loved it so much that I like I tracked down the producers and I was like you have to let me invest in this show because I love it so much so I am a a small investor in the show Um, but I would have recommended it anyway even if I wasn't it's a musical about cyberbullying social media teenagers in high school who uh, you know social media gets out of hand for them and and what do they do and how do they um, rein their lives and the situation back in and I think it's it just handles a, a weighty issue in such a beautiful, delicate way. Um, so anyone who is a parent of a teenager or has once been a teenager themselves or grown up in the social media world, uh, definitely go see the show and bring tissues. Oh my God. Lots. Right. Well, Rebecca saw it and then she said, Amy, go buy tickets now. I said go buy and tickets I before did. the review comes yep, out. And I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Actually, 
we're totally going to link to this, and it's a shameless plug for, for my do- <laughs> one of my daughter's schools has their online auction, and they have two house seats with a backstage after. Nice. So, totally linking to that. Yeah, I mean, well, I a, haven't seen it yet, awesome so I am definitely going to get. I think out. tickets oh, just went on sale through March of yeah. next year. That's wow. how popular it is. So definitely go get your and tickets. Definitely soon. get your tickets because it's going to win the Tony, and then you're going to be really yeah. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to win the Tony in June, and, and then you'll never get. Tickets. My daughter clued me in that the guy who stars in it was the guy from Pitch. Perfect. Yeah, which I did not catch he was myself like the, that she saw the dorky magician, magician kid <laughs> from Pitch amazing. Perfect. He's awesome. I mean, He's his performance is just and unreal. his mom. Mm-hmm. I, that song she sings a song. I that song I can't. So, <laughs> my daughter. I didn't think she was going to stop crying at the end of intermission. Like I was like, you got to pull it together. Yeah. For a second. My daughter <laughs> like lost it. Well, my daughter yeah. mocks me anytime I cry at anything, and at the end of that show, she was just like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> so I was like shaking in the seat, trying not to audibly no, it's, sob. It's everything. Everyone tell me that I basically need to stop investing in Broadway after this because you never make money on a Broadway <laughs> show. It's and like a restaurant. Like the fact that this is my first one and it's this one, they're like, you just stop while you're Walk ahead. away pretty from good. the table. That's pretty good. <laughs> Cash in your chips. You're done. Yeah, right. Get your autograph soundtrack. Move on. All right, Rebecca. Um, so this, I can't even remember who posted this, but I will figure it out. But it's, um, it is a comic that someone posted that is so brilliant. It's in The Wireless, which is a New Zealand tech publication, which I'd never read. And it's like thewireless.co.nz. But it's a guy named Toby Morris, and he writes a, a blog called Pencil Sword, and I guess they pulled it from his blog. And it's called There's No Eye in Sex. And it's two simple things I wish someone told me as a teenage boy. And he basically, it's an entire, he did it as a comic, because it's meant for teenage boys to see and read. But it goes through why were we taught about, he went to an all-boys school, too, so I should say that. Um, why were we taught that, like, having sex with women was basically, the, all the metaphors are hunting, scoring, mm-hmm. keeping track, and that the whole thing was about your conquests, what you did, how, how, and so he said, the two things I wish they had told me is women aren't that different from us, number <laughs> one, which when you're in all boys school, they're totally like a weird prize, a weird enemy, like a weird thing. Um, and that you don't have sex to someone, you have sex <laughs> with someone. He's like, it sounds like a crazy thing, but boys are taught that you have sex to someone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if someone had just told me those things that like, Sex, he's like, because then consent is just, it's part of the package because you're having sex with somebody and then you would never have sex with someone who was unconscious because they're not having sex with you. <laughs> you are having sex to them. So it's a great comic. Like if you have a teenage boy, it's just one of those things. It's, I have to see, I can't imagine this as a comic. So I have to, like, is it? It's not haha funny comic. It's like a graphic it, novel. It's like a graphic, graphic depiction. Okay. Graphic short story. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess I call it a graphic huh. short story. I will humiliate my 15 year old son and text it to him. <laughs> you should totally text it to him. I can't wait to see that because really that's good. really, I mean, and going back to the whole, you need to teach kids, you know, because yes. it's that, that bro culture right I yes. mean this is mm-hmm. this is what boys are taught yeah and actually in the article they even I think is it this or, and I've read so many things this week that were so tied into this because the cover of the Atlantic this month is why is Silicon Valley so Ugh. bad for women yeah. and it's an incredible article and they talk about Snapchat and they talk about they just talk about that kind of culture coming in and this is such a piece of it um, this idea that you you are separate you are enemies that you are on two sides fighting a war together that that is how it is presented all the time and that's why the metaphors are sports and hunting mm-hmm. it's about competition mm-hmm. and conquest and, and scoring scoring points. right 
Um, and it's always like, I got boasting. this. I did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's really, really good. Um, and probably not a bad thing for girls to read also yeah. because it gives you a peek It's into. a really creative mm-hmm. way to tackle a challenging issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about that, that consent is starting to be part of sex ed, but still isn't. Right. It's very, sex ed's still very, like, STD-focused mm-hmm. <laughs> and scare-focused. Um, all right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you, Randy. This Thank was so you. much fun having you. You guys are so fun. It was great. I feel like I could just <laughs> chat forever. All right, Randy, you come back anytime. You be careful what you wish for. <laughs> We'd be happy to have you. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to go watch Dot now. Thank you. Um, totally. yeah. I'm absolutely watching Dot with my four-year-old niece. I'm actually super, super excited for that. Oh, thank you. And a lot of the dialogue was really written for the parents, too, right. which is fun. So it's not, the, you know, it's not the kind of show that you're like, oh, why is my kid watching this? Right. Like, my sister will appreciate that. I'll let her know. She's always looking for extra screen time. But we will have links to everything we talked about today on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parentingbytes and on parentingbytes.com. You can find us on iTunes. Just search for Parenting Bites. Rate, review, subscribe, share. That's how we get found in that crazy algorithm. And on play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week, happy parenting. Thanks have again, Randy. Week. Have a Thanks. great week. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye.